This call is being recorded. All right, team. Thank you so much for jumping on the call today. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to talk today about um, whether or not you have a real estate business or you have a hobby. It is my opinion that 97% of real estate brokers have a hobby. 3% have a business and way less than 1% have a highly evolved real estate business. And I'm going to get into what that means today. But before I do that, I want to remind you that my professional purpose is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because I truly believe, and it is my battle cry, I truly believe that happy brokers sell more real estate. And I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. And um, I know that if you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you'll be more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. And again, like I said, on this call, I want to help you define what the difference is between having a real estate business versus a hobby. And um, it really starts with a mindset shift. It starts with a mindset shift. Isn't that where everything starts, honestly, is between the ears? Uh, but rec recently, I reread the book, um, The E-Myth, revisited by Michael Gerber, where he walks you through the steps in the life of a business from entrepreneurial infancy through the adolescent growing pains to a mature entrepreneurial perspective on your business where systems are the key processes are the key and you manage the systems and processes and your and your business just works so that's it's really what he talks about um if you struggle, if you struggle with where you are on this continuum, I highly recommend that you read this book. Um, it reemphasizes the need for what I do as a coach, mentor, and leader. It also pushed me to cover with you again my opinion on where a real estate broker crosses the line from a hobby into the realm of running a real estate business. A real estate hobby is where you wait and see quote unquote, what the day brings you. You only execute on what is in front of you that day. There are no real systems and processes that drive your business. Any system and process that you have normally is between the ears with little or no documentation. There's no predictability attached to your real estate endeavor. What do I mean by that? you become concerned with the ups and downs and the flows and the peaks and valleys of the business. You don't have predictability. And, in, and it's not that lack of predictability keeps you from enjoying your business. Why is that? Because you, you fear the unknown. And by having a real estate business, you create the known. And if you execute, execute on the known, it takes away the concerns and the fears. Okay. So like I said, a real estate hobby is, it's just kind of, it, it's defined by what the day brings you. Right. So, but on the other side of the continuum is a highly evolved real estate business. And now, like I mentioned, less than 
one out of every hundred brokers has a highly evolved business. It takes years of patience, training, investment, and commitment to get to that level. A highly evolved business has a process for everything. And I'm going to go through a few of these, but as I go through them, think about what we learned as I taught you and have taught you, continue to teach you the concepts of the 12 week year. Okay. Now, when I go through this list of what is part of a highly evolved business, you can pick these up and say, okay, next quarter, I want to work on one of those topics. And if you can build this through the course of a year or two or three years, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Two to three years it could take to build it, but the benefits are off the chart. So let me talk about some of the processes, documented processes that highly evolved agents have. Okay. They have lead generation processes. They have a process for the initial buyer presentation or consultation. They have a process for the buyer process. You want to call it a checklist. That's fine. They have a process or a checklist for the listing presentation. What happens when you get that call? What are the steps that you go through? It's all documented. They know they do it. They repeat it every single time. They do not have to go back through and think, gosh, what do I do? What do I do this time? Okay, they took the time, they used that multiplication method, they built the process up front and they follow it every single time. The listing and marketing process, what happens when you get a brand new listing? What process are you taking it through? Or is it between your ears? You know, you just know it, but you don't have it documented. Personal branding, marketing content calendars. Okay. Do you have a process for what it is that you post on Monday? What do you do on Tuesday? What do you post on Wednesday? Right? What is it? There's that constant drumbeat of activity. A person with a real estate hobby says, oh my gosh, my pipeline is, is low. I need to get out there and do some social media. No, we want to be continuously be hitting our sphere of influence in different ways. The referral process, when you get a referral or an introduction from a client or a referral partner in another market, what do you do? How do you gift? How do you say thank you? What is the process that you take a introduction or a referral through? Do you do the same thing every time? Is it different? Is it documented? Do you know what you're doing? Okay. Strategic gifting. Relationship and database management. How am I managing the relationships in my database or what I will define as later? You can also call it your lists at a very basic level, but look at it as relationship and database management. Do you have a process? Do you have a process for your finances and, and investing? A highly evolved business does, okay? A highly evolved business, real estate business, includes team processes and compensation. 
I just want to, I wanted to go through that list just to paint a picture, like what's available, what you can do to become highly evolved. It's all there. It's all there. And you just take a quarter in your 12 week year and you, you can knock out three or four of these in a quarter. What's the downside? What's the impact on your business through the roof, right? No downside. Okay. You do not need to be at that level, though, to have a real estate business. What takes an agent from a hobby to running a business and puts you in the top 3% and gets you out of that 97% that have a hobby, that top 3% I call an elite level producer, right? Um, what is it? What's the one thing? that puts you into that top 3%. And it is the following, the quality and strength of your list. The people that you have done business with and the people you are doing business with. And let me just go through what that means. The quality, quality equals at what level do they exist? High quality means that they're in a CRM and you've got it all automated, right? Low quality means you have no list at all. Jim, all of my clients are in my phone. Okay, great. What happens if your contacts get wiped out when you lose your phone and you don't have them backed up? What do you have then? That is not a list. Having your clients quote unquote, in your phone is a low quality list. Strength. At what level are they connected or charged? You've got to look at all of the people that you do business with as a big tray of batteries. Big tray of batteries. How many of those are fully charged? How many of those batteries are fully charged? How many of them have no charge at all? The more people that you have on that tray of batteries that are fully charged because you've been staying in contact with them, you've been maintaining that relationship, higher the quality of that list and the higher the strength, higher the strength of that list, the more revenue you bring to your business. The mindset shift. I hear people say, Jim, I don't want to be salesy. That's an excuse for I don't want to put the effort out. Maintaining relationships with a client is your responsibility to make sure that you take care of them over the life of their home. And they'll be waiting there for you when they're ready to move again. Okay. In my opinion, you, you need three lists in today's low inventory, highly competitive market in order to grow and thrive. I'm going to give you three lists and I'm going to give you two bonus lists. Okay. Number one, you must have your hot list. Ninja Selling describes this as all of your prospects and clients that fall into the category of who wants to write a contract this week. 
That is daily success habit number four. If you are following the Ninja Ninja 9, right? Daily success habit number four is your hot list. You need that somewhere. Not on post-it notes, not on a notebook, not out of memory. You're not that good. Hot list. Need that on a spreadsheet somewhere as they teach in Ninja. Okay? Number two, your warm list. Ninja Selling describes this as those from your sphere that are showing signs that that they will want to sell or purchase in the next year. That's daily success habit number five. Go back and review that. Go buy the book. If you're not familiar with Ninja Selling, we are going to be doing a Ninja Selling installation in October. Pretty excited about that. Putting on the final touches. of that course um, here at Jameson, which I'm excited about. Go back and study daily success habit number four and daily success habit number five. The third list, your top 100. That is a term that I use and have come up with and have been operating off of since about 2010. I started with my top 150, realized that 150 was probably a, a few too many. So I decreased that to top 100 about six or seven years ago. And I describe this as your list of your top 100 clients, sphere of influence that know you, like you, and trust you as their real estate, real estate broker. This list is broken down into what I call platinum, which is your top 20%. In reality, that top 20% is going to be probably responsible for about 80% of your business. Your next 30% down, which is gold, and then the bottom 50%, which is silver. This is a list that you need to create a predictable and enjoyable business. A process that must be created to maintain your connection. I'm sorry, a process must be created to maintain your connection with this list over the course of the life of your business. See, I'm starting to use that word business in there now, right? Your goal is to upfront, if you're newer to the business over the course of the first five to seven years, I've seen people do it in as quick as three, is to build that top 100, okay? Top 100 of people that know you, like you, and trust you as their real estate broker. The remainder of your career will be spent strengthening your top 100. That means number 100 on your list is probably going to be replaced by a new prospect or a new person that comes into your business. Everybody else is called a fringe client or contact, and those people get marketed to through your direct mail and through your email marketing strategies. We've had people that have popped up out of that fringe category and have been big winners for us. So you want to continue to still market to them. And then guess what? You add them back into your top 100 and number 100 goes into fringe. That's how it works. You're always looking at your top 100. Okay. 
this is such a powerful, powerful concept. These three lists. If you can do these three, you've got a business. If you don't, you've got a hobby. Now, I promised you two other bonus lists. Um, list, bonus list number one is referral partners. Now, these are your list of out-of-market um, partners. They are in-market partners, could, which could be um, like here in Chicago, we have people that only work the city, but they have referral partners that are out in the suburbs. Okay. So that's an important list. It's an important list. We've seen many of our agents really grow their businesses because they're niche in a market that some people don't work. Um, it could be attorneys, lenders, et cetera. Those, of, those people that are outside of your clients, past clients, prospects that refer you business that are in the industry somewhere, right? Do you have a list of referral partners? I would recommend that you look at creating a top 100 for your referral partners. Now, again, I want to remind you, we don't use the word referral to the open market. Referral is just an inside term we talk about. When we're talking to our clients about referrals, we talk to them in the terms of introductions, right? I'd love to be a part of that conversation. You know, love that introduction. Let's remember that. Bonus list number two, which I've just recently added because of where we are with inventory. Okay. And that is you must have trusted brokers in your brokerage and your market in a low inventory setting like we will be seeing for the foreseeable future. We're, the predictions are out there from economists is three to five years. Okay, three to five years, low inventory. I talked to an agent in Seattle who told me that they've been in this environment since 2015. Okay, so um, the rest of the country has caught up to those low inventory, um, low inventory markets. But you must have a list or a network of trusted brokers within your market, both in your brokerage and outside of your brokerage that you can collaborate collaborate with as it relates to inventory. They, if you, if you um, are putting a property on, on Friday, there's a group that you should let, let know about that. So they return the favor to you to start that, that um, relationship with brokers out there in order to get a handle on what inventory is coming. Okay. So you, you can create that some loyalty there somewhere, right? Letting people know when it's going to hit the market so their clients can be ready when it, when it hits the marketplace, okay? All of these lists, I want to tell you something here too. This is another teaching moment. All of these lists should be supported by a social media presence. Facebook and Instagram are where most of the eyeballs are at right now. And you need to look at those eyeballs. And all those people that are in your sphere as one big cocktail party, all these social platforms are one big cocktail party. Now, I've heard agents say, well, I, I, don't, I don't do social media. Okay, well, your clients do. 
And guess what? They're at that cocktail party right now with 100 brokers, probably more. And you're expecting them to stay loyal to you when they're at a cocktail party with a bunch of brokers that are out driving their business. I don't do social media is no longer an option. It is low cost, high impact, easy to implement. If not, learn it. But all of these lists need to have, like that's, that's the, the lists are the goods, right? And the social media is the wrapping and the bow. It's the frosting. It's the sprinkles. Now, again, I don't care if you manage these lists in a CRM or a spreadsheet. Some of the best agents I've seen that do this incredibly well use Google Docs or an Excel spreadsheet. Each of these concepts, whether it's a CRM or a spreadsheet, each of these concepts are there to remind you to authentically maintain your relationships. Don't mass produce. Your, your follow-up, you cannot automate thoughtfulness. If you maintain these lists, you will not have to worry about where your business will originate. If you maintain these lists, you will not have to worry about where your business is going to come from. I was working less at $40 million than I was at $7 million because the phone just kept ringing. I committed to this process. I committed to this process from the minute I read all of the coaches, every single one of them consistently had would say, you need a database and you need a process to stay in touch with your clients. Whether it was Gary Keller, the fairies, Joe Stump, Find me a real estate coach that says, now nah, you don't need a database. Just wing it. Just operate off your phone. If you think of somebody, just call them. Chances are you're not going to find that coach out there that says that. Okay, so again, I don't, I don't care if you use a list or a CRM. You need to have some kind of a process to authentically maintain your relationships. If you maintain these lists, like I said, you're not going to have to worry where the business comes from. A highly evolved business has you, the lead broker, stepping back as a CEO and letting your team and processes manage the relationships in the transaction flow. When you see it done like I have from the inside, it's magical. Doesn't mean that it's an easy business. Or it's not going to have its challenges. But a highly evolved business, the lead agent focuses on maintaining or making the phone ring and negotiating contracts. They got a system process and team to handle everything else. I just get fired up thinking about it.
I get fired up thinking about the possibilities for all of you. To get in the top 3%, all you need is a hot list, warm list, a top 100. You could knock that out in three, four, five hours if you don't have it. And what kind of impact are you going to have on your business if you do? What is the cost? Your time, right? Your cost. What is staying? What is keeping you from doing it? A mindset shift. I'm telling you right now, it works. I've built three successful businesses and helped many others create successful businesses based on what I taught you today. It's almost not fair once you figure it out. You got to go do it though. And once you figure it out that it works, you get those calls coming in out of nowhere that says, hey, so-and-so told me that you're the best and that I should use you. Do you have time to help me? You're like, wow, this works. So based on what you have heard today, do you have a real estate hobby or a real estate business? My job is to help you identify the what, the when, and the how. I cannot provide the do. Wish I could. I don't, wanna, I don't want to be in a position where I want this more for you than you want it for yourself. Unfortunately, in a lot of cases, that's what happens. Um, so anyway, I came, um, came in pretty intense today, um, and that was, on, that was by design. Sometimes you need to hear what you need to hear. Um, if you want to re-listen to this, uh, you know, again, you can, I think it's probably good if there, there were some helpful points here. I I would I would bookmark this this episode and re-listen to it over and over and over again until it gets down into your DNA. Next week I'm going to take everything we talked about over the last few weeks and I'm going to put it in a way that you can understand the time involved, the math, the money investment that you would need, the results. So I'm going to put all the math behind it. Calculate it down to what would be your business if you did these things that I've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, right? Compared to if you didn't. So it's going to be another intense call. What do I mean by intense? I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. That's my job. I was, I got into this role to bring people along for the ride. So again, if you found this helpful, bookmark this episode, listen to it again. You can find it on my website, Instagram, um, on where to find it. Um, it's all there for you. Team, have a great week. Talk to you next Monday. Thank you.